Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast. I'm Rebecca Bonington and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Tricress. We're here to make it happen for every single ambitious, small to medium-sized business on the planet. How do we do that? We have a range of fantastic tools and techniques to scale your business to the next level. So there's no need to be lonely. There's no need to be confused. We can map out your future growth with you as you grow. We train partners in our methodology and if you want to be one of our partners, go to our website tricrest.com, find out more. And as a business, you can access all our content online via our Fuel My Business app. Find that at tricrest.com too. Without further ado, I'm going to let you listen to our guest this week. Our guests all have run businesses of one kind or another, and they're either at the beginning, middle, or end of their entrepreneurial journeys. So listen, learn, enjoy, and subscribe. Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey. Today, I'm delighted to have Bin Sparks with me. Hello, Bin. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks very much for having me on. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Just before we came on, I was admiring your interior decor <laughs> because it is lovely. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and if, if the listeners out there haven't looked at the video, just even if you take a glance at the decor, please do do that. Um, so, Ben, without further ado, you are yeah. a specialist legal recruiter. Yes, that's right. Yeah. OK. And I when I was doing my research into you, I noticed that you used to work for Hayes in Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually started my recruitment career with them. Uh-huh. Um, I was trying to move to Brighton really bizarrely <laughs> to be with an ex-partner um, and I got through the first stage of interviews for accountancy um, and then they said there was no more interviews and is there anywhere else in the, no more sorry positions is there anywhere else in the country I'd consider living uh-huh. a university in Leeds years before so that's what brought me back right okay that's where I started my career in recruitment. Oh, okay, how did you find it? <laughs> it was, well, at the time, the office was tiny. There yeah. were literally about 12 people in the office. I'm like, I cannot imagine that. Yeah, so this was 1994. Right. Um, and I just graduated from York University and I saw an advert in the Yorkshire Evening Post and it said recruitment consultant and I didn't know what one was yeah I just like the idea of being a consultant (laughs) (laughs) you applied so applied and I got the job and then uh our room had no windows it would be illegal now so there were no windows there were literally 10 of us sat in a in a horseshoe shape yeah you know what recruitment's like we're just on the phone the whole time yeah yeah, yeah. no headsets I still have repetitive strain injury in my elbow for years of leaning on the desk and on the phone like this yeah. um, and um just you know what it's like 
25 canvas calls a week, two client visits a week, 60 yeah. per job. <laughs> I mean, actually, it was when I was there, it was 10 calls for 10. Right. The fax machine was quite well used. Did you not? You, you know, beginning, you were faxing the CVs yeah. and yeah. available candidates. Um, it was more than two visits a week. It was at least three or four. And it was yeah. it was hard it was cutthroat actually very very tough the training was good um but the it, i think i learned a lot but i was i was glad to leave <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. i only lasted four years as well yeah I, yeah it, it's enough isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i did three years and yeah it was good it was good training and i learned a lot but I was, yeah i was glad to get out of there so what was the catalyst that made you go out on your own so I had children um I had two kids quickly in a row and I just found that the corporate recruitment environment was not for me and I, I tried and tried and tried and I love recruitment and I love my job and I love my clients and everything I did but it just the culture had changed so much mm. and I just I sort of didn't fit in uh, and I was rebelling against it probably a little bit and the people I'll be honest with my kind of people and it was very young very male um mm. yeah so uh, it was it was I just knew I just knew it, I mean I hadn't planned actually to set up by myself but it was actually circumstances that led to that and actually when I look back now it was the best thing I ever did and I wish and my husband constantly says to me I wish you left 10 years earlier <laughs> and and I don't believe in regrets because like I said it wasn't a planned thing that I was going to do this but I stayed you know because I did really love my job at the time but um yeah I'm so glad so glad I did it yeah yeah no good for you good for yeah. you and how old are your kids now do you mind me asking yeah no I've got a stepson who's 13 um I've got a daughter that's nine and a son that's seven so it is a busy house with three kids in um and I find although I am working really long hours I must admit fitting around them um it's just suited us so much better it's just worked my husband's got a really demanding job it's just worked with everything and it's just it feels better and just to think I only live five miles out of Leeds but right. the, the commuter way here is just awful the road's terrible it, so I was two hours a day commuting <laughs> just like when I think back to like two hours a day and you know I was that mum that mm. used to drop them off at 7 30 breakfast club I was always the last one to pick them up at 6 p.m you know there was always bus train something had happened you know it was just it was just crammed in you know full tension and I just look back now and think how did I do it well the stress levels are unbelievable aren't they when you try to get to the nursery or school club the stress levels are through the roof through the roof and we have no family near us my husband couldn't help me so it was all on me and that was hard that was hard it is hard now you say your hours are long now but I'm guessing you can do a lot from your phone yeah so I I start they don't go to breakfast club anymore so I take school every day which I love they do do after school club twice a week just so I can have a longer day and um, but they do uh, and I'm sure you can relate a huge amount of clubs yeah 
yeah where, where, whichever club they're at I am on my phone working yeah. so they do martial arts twice a week and I'm just there just like with my laptop with my phone just working away swimming cricket tennis you know it just goes on yeah. so yeah it is it is good and it's just flexible I can just work from anywhere so I have had a lot of holidays this year and I've just taken my laptop and worked wherever we are Right. No, it is. It's really good. Yeah. Many, many a thing I've organized, set up whilst, like you say, watching swimming. Yeah. Gymnastics. Yeah. I wrote a book while my youngest was in soft play. You oh know. my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then she would come out, mom, can I have a drink? Yeah. I'm on chapter two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something to eat. Yeah, I'll get you that right. Go back in. <laughs> I know, but it's just amazing. Well, I think now how the office is, um, it's just it's just anywhere I am with my laptop and my phone. That is my office. And, and I do so much work in the car. That's like my second office. Um, so it's constantly notepads, pens. I'm constantly speaking to clients, candidates. And everybody is in similar situations. So there's never been um, a scenario. The only problem I did have is I went to um, Thailand at Easter and I don't normally tell my clients I'm away. And obviously I had to because of time difference. Right. I had three deals going through. And I tried to push them all through before while I was away. So that that did take some, you know, getting up, trying to call, trying to speak to people, trying to sort everything out. But yeah, you know, it all worked out in the end. Yeah. It does. And I can imagine those deals were well worth the early start. <laughs> they were. They were. I do keep thinking I need a VA and, I, and I've met with a few virtually to try and sort it out. But I don't know if the time's right now. And it's, it's hard because I, I don't know how to get them to do what's in my head. I don't yeah, know. particularly with recruitment. Yeah. Because the client candidate relationship is so close, isn't yeah. it? Yeah um and you know often there's people come back to you time and time again yeah you know their history you know their family you know you really do get clients and candidates you get to know them really well don't you yeah uh, yeah and having a VA step in it's like yeah yeah so so I haven't I haven't committed to that and maybe I would I will do it in the future if I had some sort of project work I may need someone or I'd love a resource but I just don't know how you manage that efficiently from a distance mm, I pass I can't help you with that <laughs> that's all right that's all right so yeah those are the only things I thought that might be able to help but what I, I mean I've, I've learned I've made mistakes I've scaled back I, I know what I can fit in now so when I first set up I I previously have covered the whole of the North in my last job. So I was in touch with all of my clients, but as time's gone on, my actual client base has got smaller and smaller. So okay. I only do Yorkshire. I only work with certain clients now. Um, so yeah, and that's actually better. I don't need to work with loads. I do spot business with, with different ones. I'm working with newer corporate clients that I never had any dealings with before. So it's, it's, it's actually, as time's gone on, I've learned, learned, and it's much, much better. Better for your sanity and better outcomes for the clients and candidates. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, they've got their own personal in-house search and selection professional, yeah. almost, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah so the, it's basically the clients I really like yeah. <laughs> I really really work really hard for um, yeah. yeah 
And that's the beauty of being self-employed. You just work with the people you like. Exactly. Whereas before, obviously, you're, you're, you know, you've got to be in this part. You've got to do this many visits. You know, it's, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's for me. I, I don't think I'll ever go. I think self-employed was, um, it was like finding my niche. You know, it was like, this is what I was meant to do, you know, always. I don't know if you feel like that. It's just, I can never be in an employed environment again. Oh God, no. No, I mean, I haven't been employed since 1999. Really? No. Wow. No, I did a year's contract with the company and we decided it was more efficient that I was on PAYE for a year. But that's literally it. Um, I I count myself now as unemployable. I think I am as well. Yeah. 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 You you kind of... um, you get so used to just like you say going on holiday when you want yeah um you know dropping everything for the kids when you need yeah. to you don't have to ask permission for anything no um, and everything you bill is yours oh my god <laughs> you know when I think back I think I made my last employer over two million and, I, and what I saw of that I you know <laughs> yeah hardly anything so that alone you know it's 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 you know I've, I've like multiplied my salary so many times now so yeah that I'm very happy with yeah no it, it is it's good and it means that you can I don't know whether you're planning for I don't know how old you're or whatever whether you're planning yeah. for the future but it means that you can put more away for the future yeah you can diversify your investment interests. Yeah. Um, and it means you get more options, I think, rather than just staying on this treadmill until you reach pensionable age. Yeah. Which at the moment's probably going to be about 86 at the rate we're going. <laughs> I know. Well, well, they're actually funny. I'm just sorting out my finances now because I, I don't have a pension in place. I haven't, you know, I haven't set anything up like that practical stuff. So I'm just putting all that in order now. So, yeah, that's all being done. Good. As somebody on the wrong side of 50 or the right side of 50, whichever way you want to look at it, it's like, I'm really glad that when I went, ran my recruitment business, that one of the things I did was stuff money into a pension. Oh, did you? Right. And, And probably more than I needed to at the time and I'm so glad I did yeah so that's my big regret I didn't when I was employed I just I just used to avoid it play Mm. the minimum you know you just it just really made so many silly mistakes I had a rental property and Mm. I thought well that's my pension so I don't need to invest oh when the market last crashed I I I sold it after that money. so you know but you learn from experience don't you hindsight's a great thing you look back now and think god okay. great for your age by the way I wouldn't have thought you <laughs> right so yeah. there's a little on the video setting on zoom there's an hd filter right so I I, I cheat I turn the hd filter up <laughs> yeah wow you're, well, you're still looking incredible though thank you very much uh I appreciate that uh three kids several businesses and a divorce behind me it's not bad um so now you have this beautiful uh some some people would sort of say this in a sneery way and I'm I'm saying it in the most positive way possible that you have a beautiful lifestyle business yeah I mean it it, it just fits 
perfectly with where you are and what you're doing and what you love mm. can you see that changing can you see it developing into anything else what what are your thoughts yeah no because because I, I don't want to employ anyone else I don't want to expand I have no no plans to like take over the recruitment world I just want to I just want to be content and happy in my little bubble. And I really am right now. And, yeah. and sometimes I feel bad because you see often on LinkedIn, people saying, oh, I'm scaling up. That's every everyone scaling up. I'm scaling up, I'm making this much. But really, I, I know we all want more money, essentially, but enough is enough. And I'm quite happy. So I know I, I don't think it will change because this has suited me perfectly. I don't want to ever, as I said, be employed again. And I'm just really content. I've got a great client base. Um, of, like I said, you know, I've developed loads of new clients and I've got all the clients that have used me so many years and, and a really good following because of LinkedIn. That's been incredible for me. So no, I, I don't think it will change at all. No. Quite right. And how have you developed that LinkedIn? Because that's how I found you. <laughs> like who is this woman I really yeah. like what she yeah. does uh, so LinkedIn so I set up the January before the pandemic hit and then the pandemic hit and I I did cry for two weeks and met and I was just like oh my god like I've set up a business it's just collapsed um and I did contact somebody on LinkedIn, like a LinkedIn coach, and said, look, I'm just distraught and cried the whole way through the meeting and he said you need to gave me I think I had I had three sessions with him and he was like you need to be visible on LinkedIn this is you know and it, I learned so much from him in that short period of time and that was it that was like my whole LinkedIn journey and it actually did work you know it's it's it is very time consuming I must admit but I look I do love it I've met some great connections I've pulled in so much business from it um and it and it's been amazing but I didn't actually realise, even though I had LinkedIn before, I didn't realise the power um, of social media. I didn't understand about marketing or self-branding or any of that. So it's all been quite a journey for me, really. Yeah. But that, I, I, yeah, I really enjoy it. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I, like you, you know, our business fell off a cliff. Yeah. Um, we'd incorporated in October 2019 and me and my brother run it and, and we had you know tons of work like you great yeah. lifestyle business you know yeah. most of the profit is yours um and then every, everyone went right we're not doing any of that no oh, we've got no money coming in oh. and and yeah and so we took to LinkedIn we started doing videos and posting those um and then we got some training like you because I thought we yeah. need to do this properly. Yeah. Yeah. It slowly dawned on me the power of it. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just unbelievable. It just is, you know, all the inbound, you know, obviously I, I am constantly contacting candidates, but I've had so many contact me um, because what I write about is relatable. It's not just about recruitment or just about legal things, which everyone will find boring after a while. It's, you know, about being a working mum or dealing with, you know, funny issues with candidates, with clients, you know, conversations I have with my friends, you know, normal things that people can relate to. Yeah, and it is. And that's, I think, one of the pluses of the pandemic is that it's made LinkedIn human. Yes. Yeah. 
because before yeah. it wasn't, was it at all? Still, I mean, I had it for years, but I was one of those awful recruiters who used to post like this job, you know, you know, just not, no, no depth. But working in agency recruitment, you weren't really shown how to use it and it was like a massive pod it would be like oh we've just put a post on the white paper can everyone like this post and that's all you do and that was it they just they don't get it at all but actually that's to my benefit because there's been um there's always whenever well it's happened quite a few times but any there's a post about somebody looking in yorkshire i'll get tagged in at least for you know several times because then everyone will recognise that I'm a legal recruiter in Yorkshire. So that that's incredible. And then I think none of my competitors have been tagged in. So no. But don't you think the bigger corporates, not just in recruitment, they're scared of having their staff on it in case they get pushed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and actually, very few of my clients ever like or comment on it. But I know they're reading it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they Again, even clients, candidates, they won't like or comment for those reasons. But I, I when I left, I didn't have even have my logins like my company had them. Oh, really? Yeah. And I didn't until, you know, things were finalized when I left and then I took them back. But, yeah, I I. I had nothing to hide though. I, you know, I, I didn't really use LinkedIn properly. I had no idea about it really. Gosh, yeah. how funny. It would save them a fortune. <laughs> you know what? You know, they wouldn't need to post on job boards. They, yeah. they, they had all their teams just operating on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. Job boards don't work though. Absolute waste of money. Really? I don't think so. They're so expensive now. I mean, I actually tried the LinkedIn job board when I first started and got nothing from it. Um, but I know other recruiters that are signed up to I don't read indeed and all those sorts. And they've all hiked the prices. And, and it, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's a waste of time. Don't you think, though, the best, the best candidates are the ones that aren't really looking right now? Yeah. Kind of want to have a chat always always yeah but you know you've got your approach has got to be right if, if you're pestering them to death and um, sending them you know cut and paste messages um what i my big big pet hate of mine is sending you know that they some of my competitors will send them like long long lists you know long the m62 all these places are looking for they're not they're just spamming to hit their kpi and i and i have to have so many conversations with candidates go don't let don't let other agencies spam your cv out don't do it because no. you know it causes as you know so many problems there's 12 months of introduction you know you don't know what's happened to your cv it's an ongoing battle i think Oh, it's still going on then. We we had a motto in our agency. Uh, we don't play God. We, you know, if we're going to forward a CV, we ask permission first. Yeah, always, yeah. Otherwise, I just think it's a bit rude, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's impolite. <laughs> it is. It is, but it is still, still. And some of them, like particularly the junior side, they they have no idea. They don't know where it's gone. They don't know what's happened. It's not they good. never hear from the recruiter again. They're getting ghosted. You know, it's it's poor. Yeah, it's poor. Okay, so you were listed as one. Was it one of the top one thousand yes. influential yeah. women? How did that happen then? Yeah. Not aren't an influential woman, but how did yeah. you get? I, I, actually, I didn't. Um, I don't know. 
<laughs> that was purely from LinkedIn exposure, though. Right. But I think um, my name got mentioned when they were nominating several times. I'd never wrote in my life. Other people did. And then I just got included in the directory, which I was just thrilled about. I mean, that's just amazing for like a tiny independent like me. It's just amazing. Yeah. Really but don't you think, though, uh, and again, this is the wonderful thing about social media is that one person bands can become really influential yeah and 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 actually you would argue perhaps more influential now than the corporate world yeah. um because whilst we you know we may follow the big four accounting firms or the magic circle firms mm. we're not really reading anything that they put out mm. we're just following them because we think it's the right thing to do what we're really interested in as you say is that human to human connection yeah and going oh there's a real live person yeah yeah, yeah. Doing proper things yeah and not hiding behind a corporate facade so I actually think individuals possibly now have more influence than ever before yeah because because of personal branding because that's yeah. what people want nobody wants a sort of gray corporate boring you know I mean, there's always going to be that person that says, oh, well, Apple, you know, give the Apple example. Yeah. Everyone Googles for Apple. There are certain brands that are brilliant and have done their marketing really well. But if you look on LinkedIn and like the, use it, the LinkedIn influencers on there, they're all one man bands. They're yeah. all, you know, they're, they're, all, they're all by themselves. So, yeah, I think I think there's a huge power in it. But and I don't, don't post about everything, actually. There are, there are some personal things I just don't talk about. But, you know, there are other things that I will post a lot about. Yeah, and quite right. Yeah, you don't want to air your dirty laundry in public. No. Um, no, yeah. yeah, there's a limit, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. politics, COVID. There's certain subjects that I just avoided um, because you'll just get people arguing with you yeah yeah it's true I have to confess I'm not very good at avoiding those <laughs> sometimes I find myself typing an answer and then going yeah. I need to delete that now I do I do <laughs> if it's um god if it's anything about women or anything then I'll, I'll start to get slightly irate I remember I did a post about Sarah Everard when she died and oh my god I got really trolled there was some really awful and I just think what, what there's so many weird people in this world like, you know you just can't believe that they'd even think or say these things but thankfully they're in the minority rather than the majority yeah yeah they are in the minority sadly a lot of them are quite loud and a bit shouty yeah um but yeah they are in the minority so what do you do without breaking any confidences to chill what do you do outside of work love yoga i'm obsessed with yoga so i go twice a week yeah um and that it, it you know i do schedule it into my day and at the time i'm almost like oh i'm taking time out of my day i could be working but i can't live without it like it just mentally totally chills me out I do I do go to the gym a lot but yoga in particular I love and then I try to walk at least you know get my 10,000 steps in that was a lockdown thing because walking's not my thing but I've just got some Beats headphones and again I'm just in my own little world and just away from the family the work just a bit of music or a podcast and it's just nice to have that time to yourself yeah it's lovely it is and I read on your bio you do hot yoga you do a lot of hot yoga yeah 
Yeah. I love it because it's really therapeutic. God, I nearly died. I did Did it. (laughs) (laughs) What did you like? I'm not well, I'm very pale, okay? Pale with blue eyes. So he and me don't get on. Yeah. Um, so you know, if I go on holiday, if it goes above 24 degrees, I'm under the umbrella in the shade with factor 50 on and a hat. Um, so hot yoga just doesn't work with my body. I, I, ju- I just get too hot and sweaty yeah. and a bit lightheaded. Oh, I absolutely love it. There's nothing more. I know nobody, none of my friends do hot yoga. None of my friends do normal yoga. I'm like a bit of an anomaly. So yeah, I love yoga. I love cooking and entertaining. So I'm quite social. I've always got people around and like i like cooking oh, yeah normal yoga once a week i do ashtanga is that oh, another ashtanga yeah that's that's what i normally do yeah i i do and that's my reset button on a saturday morning no matter what's gone on during the week an hour of that just sorts me out and yeah. and i'm off and away but it yeah. took I, I exercise once a week tuesday morning i'm at the gym doing my body pump because ladies yeah. of certain age need to build muscle But you you get to the point where you're like, no, I don't feel bad about this because it's my business. I because it's down to me most of the time. I need to sort myself mentally and physically. Mm. And if I'm not sorted mentally and physically, then I fall over, and then the business falls over. Mm. And it's it's nice to have that time to stop your my mind's going 100 miles an hour to just stop because sometimes my teachers keep telling me like being if my mind wanders and then you just throw yourself into it you find that and you can just switch off you do you really do yeah you really whilst you're trying desperately to get into some weird position (laughs) that the yoga teacher makes look really simple yeah 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 you can't think about anything else at all no you're quite right okay so what my my colombo question for all my podcast guests yeah is if your business had a personality or a character, how would you describe it or who would it be? Oh, that's really, uh, that's a really good one, I say. But I've just got to say sparkle because I did, I posted a testimonial this morning and somebody, one of my contacts wrote on there, um, you, it, this, you put, <laughs> you say what you do on the tin so like that is me so it's a lovely testimonial from a candidate and I just think the sparks and the sparkle I hope it all comes out you know in me and my personality so yeah yeah when I was looking for a company name I went through and thought and thought and thought and then I just thought this is me like that is my surname so yeah I hope a spark it is a lot I love your name (laughs) absolutely it's been short for anything no it's just been yeah oh i i love your name and it's spark your married name or your maiden name married yes right yeah how fortuitous thank you mr sparks (laughs) for giving you one of the best names on linkedin ever yeah i know i am and i didn't want to take a married name i was like adamant i wanted to keep it and then eventually i moved it and i'm so glad yeah because it's helped me out me too right i will watch your posts with interest thank you so much today ben i really really appreciate it and best of luck thank you so much thanks so much for having me really appreciate it
thanks for listening to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. We hope you really enjoyed that guest. Remember to go to our website, tricrest.com, T-R-I-C-R-E-S.com. Find out about becoming a partner with us. Uh, Find out about how to engage with us to help grow and scale your business to the next level. And discover more on our online platform, Fuel My Business. Remember to subscribe to the podcast here and we'll see you again for the next episode. Bye.